I'm not mad at people when they say, like, to say, oh, I'm moving in silence. But the problem is when people say, like, oh, I'm moving in silence because, and then they fill in the blank of every move that they made. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then afterwards, they're like, and that's why I'm moving in silence. Like, then you're not moving in silence yeah, anymore. Like, not what you need. And that is all. Nothing to say. Try to take my spot. Yeah, you better pray. Don't run up. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Music. And y'all know how we do. We're just going to go ahead and dive right into it. Moving in silence. Mm. What does that look like? Are we tired of when people are saying that they moving in silence? (laughs) Do we honor that? What does that look like? I think a lot of people like to talk about moving in silence. But the whole point of moving in silence is to move in silence, <laughs> which means that you don't talk about it. <laughs> and I'm not really sure why people do that, where they'll say, man, I'm moving in silence. And maybe it's like they just have to like verbally put it out into the elements that they're doing something. But like maybe write it in a journal or like put it on a vision board but like if you're trying to move in silence doesn't really make sense to say that you're moving in silence because you are no longer silent (laughs) (laughs) so to me it's just it seems like a seems backwards yeah i'm not mad at people when they say like to say oh i'm moving in silence but the problem is when people say like oh i'm moving in silence because and then they fill in the blank of every move that they made (laughs) right and then afterwards, they're like, and that's why I move in silence. Like, then you're not moving in silence yeah, anymore. Like, all you're doing is just letting people know exactly what you did. So, really, you just wanted to clout and you just wanted people to know how you was moving. So, I mean, don't use that terminology if that's not what you're doing. And I feel like that hurts people in the long run of things anyway, because let's just face it, everybody's trying to get a leg up yeah. in this music industry. Everybody's trying to get a leg up just in entertainment in general or whatever field you're in, but mm-hmm. particularly in music. Everyone's trying to get a leg up. Everybody's tr- watching what everybody else is doing, trying to emulate it and twist it around and do it in their own way or in their own shape or form. So it's not really productive to tell people what or to even allude to what your next move is because people are going to try and beat you to the punch. So you could have done something or be preparing to do something for the past like six months or whatever, but because you let people know what your plan was right before you did it or as you were progressing through it, someone's going to try and hurry up and beat you to the punch, and they just might. And, you know, it's sad that you even have to think about that. But unfortunately, it's so true that there are people who really just want to be first. I'm not really sure what that is with our generation and our society. We just love being first. It's all about being number one. It's all about being the first to establish something, to do something. That's true. And I'm not really sure if that's like a clout thing or if that's like an ego thing or if that just goes hand in hand with the two. But like, I'm not sure why so many people are so concerned with trying to beat someone to do something, especially in music, because... The genres are so competitive, especially when we're talking like R&B and hip hop. Um, People are always trying to like watch the next person and be like, "Ooh, I see that they over here doing this. Okay, so I'm going to make sure that I take that and apply that to what I'm doing. There's and like, don't get me wrong. It's good to watch what other other people are doing and stay in the know because you can be inspired by someone else's work like it's not bad to assess what your peers are doing that's not bad but you don't want to completely copy someone else's move and I've said this before like when you are creating your own plans or your own visions what worked for someone else does not necessarily mean it's going to work for you so even if let's say some A-list artists broadcast their um, rollout plan for their album or even a team member does it on accident. And now everybody wants to try to apply that rollout plan for themselves. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. It could potentially work, but like that was that artist's rollout plan. That was the plan that worked for their project, for their image, for their branding. So it doesn't really make sense to take 
what someone else was trying to do and apply that to yourself. It's okay to be inspired by that and be like, wow, what they did was super dope. It was outside of the box. And I thought that it was so crazy. I want to do something similar, not the same thing, but similar, like in the same vein or in the same vibe. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. But to completely jack somebody else's plans, ideas, visions, like, to me, I just, I don't think that one, it's beneficial and two, it's necessary. And oftentimes when people are trying to do that, like they're looking at, I mean, this industry is all smokes and mirrors anyway. So when you're looking Facts. at something, it's not even really what it was. Like, no. You're seeing it in the finished product and, and all that. People are looking at other people's marketing plans because I know y'all be looking at my <laughs> marketing plans low key. <laughs> Because I know that you saw that I charted on R&B for top 40. Come on. Let and I know that you saw know. that I was going crazy Let on iTunes, top three, know. you feel me? <laughs> so people be trying to emulate other people's marketing plans, and it just doesn't work. Because at the end of the day, you're seeing the end result, but you don't know the work that right. somebody like me and my team put behind it. So because of that, it's like, what, what do you do? So and then, like... I could literally, it's like, it's like these, it's like people are my sons. Cause I see people trying to emulate what we did, but it's not going to work. And you know, that's because we're moving in silence. So y'all are seeing one thing when in reality, I mean, the whole little, you dig is not what you looking at. Yeah. Like the whole behind the scenes of it is just so crazy. Y'all seeing the tip of the iceberg. Y'all ain't seeing what's going on behind the scenes and all the craziness that happened in order for any of that to be achieved. Right. So it's just like it's a lose. It's a losing game. You you better off coming up with your own strategy. It's like two people trying to cheat off each other that didn't study. <laughs> like it's just a lose situation. Y'all gonna both get out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy. Um, I think I think that it's okay again to want to emulate someone that you admire or want to be inspired. But in the society that we're in right now, especially or not the society, in the industry that we're in, it just doesn't really make sense to be broadcasting all of your moves because of the nature of social media and how things just spread like wildfire. And I say this often, you know, my phrase, if everybody is taking a shortcut, it ain't a shortcut. You feel me? Right. Exactly. So if I'm over here and I'm saying, man, I'm moving in silence, you feel me? So I'm paving my path and this is what I'm doing while I'm moving in silence, which is not silent anymore. And I'm just giving y'all the whole roadmap. And I'm like, and these reasons are why I'm going to make it and do X, Y, Z. So then everybody's looking at me like, I might as well just go ahead. And (laughs) And so then if I'm doing it and then 10 more people do it and then 20 more people do it and then 100 people do it, my shortcut ain't a shortcut no more. I just paved the way. Right. (laughs) And while that's great. If you are trying to accomplish something, especially as an independent, I'm not saying to withhold information from other people, but if you are coming up with unique concepts, unique ideas, or things that are just like your own intellectual property, it would behoove you to keep that to yourself. You owe that to yourself. You owe that to your team and allow your your ideas to to flourish and to blossom and manifest and like your audience, you don't owe your audience or your fans any explanation of what you're doing when you're creating. That whole creative process is private and it's intimate and it's between you, the artist, and your team if you decide to let your team into that creative process. And then from there, the marketing and the plans for the rollout just expand from there. But the world doesn't necessarily need to know that you're moving in silence. And I feel like a lot of people do that maybe because they feel validated when they say those things online. Right. Because they want the likes and for people to say, yeah, you work so hard, the grind never stops. But then I think some of that might also be like clout chasing, where people are trying to seem like they're just like on the cutting edge of everything before everybody knows, once again, trying to be first. But 
we have to think about the value of not only trying to be first and not accomplishing being first because you told everyone your idea, but also what's the value of a like? Is there a monetary value to a like? No. Is there a monetary value to comments? No. There, It can be argued that engagement on social media is valuable, but you're not getting paid for that engagement. Instagram is not saying, wow, you have 10 million likes and 100,000 comments. Let me throw you a bag of money. Like That's not how it works. You can create value through your deals and your sponsorships and endorsements, but just to have a whole bunch of likes from people saying good job or they like your song or whatever, you're not going to make any money off that. You're no. just going to have a whole bunch of likes. Basically. <laughs> and a whole bunch of comments. Basically. <laughs> I I agree. And I like I felt like if you laid the foundation for the road, you should be able to use that mug for at least right. a little while before you let somebody else drive on your road. So, I mean, that's just fair. That's just a fact of life. And, you know, that's something that I had to learn as an artist just in general. Because for me, always being the underdog, always getting the short end of the stick. And me mm-hmm. being raised knowing that, you know, I don't want to, I want to treat people the way that I want to be treated, not the way that I was treated. So I'm, it's a constant battle for me because on one end, I don't want to give up too much strategy but then on the other end if i see another artist struggling i don't want to be the the dude mm-hmm. that's doing the same thing that somebody did to right. me so it, it's like trying to find that balance but you know it reminds me of something i saw just recently not too long ago because you know i'm always like diving into research and going online and doing all that and the university <laughs> of youtube like right right you feel me? so i saw this so so in that vein of the university of youtube let's dive into that a little bit <laughs> So so it reminds me of this video I watched of this apple, this new apple that they created by crossbreeding different types of apple trees. Like because, the fruit? Yeah. Okay. So they crossbred a whole bunch of different types of apple trees because uh, specifically on the east coast of the country, there was a really popular apple. I think it was a Macintosh or something like that apple that no longer is as popular as what it once was because now people like other different types of apples. So... Um, this killed the apple industry on the eastern portion of the United States. So they wanted to create a new premier apple after literally like 20 years worth of research, billions of dollars being poured into the research and all that. They created like the perfect apple. And uh, it took, like I said, like 20 years to do it. So because it took them so long to do it and because a lot of the farmers on the east coast were the ones who were investing their money into it, uh, it was put into law into the United States that they have a 10 year head start. So for 10 years, no one else in the United States other than the people in those eastern portions of the United States can even plant that apple tree. So they got a 10 year head start on everybody else. So after 10 years, the patent basically goes away and then everyone can start using mm. that new apple. Mm. But they got the 10 year head start. And this was recent? Yeah, they got the, I, okay. I forgot the name of the apple. I'm going to have to look it up again because I wanted to try it. But <laughs> <laughs> but I say that to say like, is you know, I keep that in the back of my head and I see other things that are very similar to that. And I think that in the back of my head, like, you know, at the end of the day, if, if we the ones paving through the jungle, because don't nobody else want to pave through the jungle, hold on there. This road is closed, my dude. <laughs> this is this, this is private property, right? And for at least a certain amount of time, until we use, abuse, and set up whatever it is that needs to be set up, and then from there, okay, cool. You can know now, cause I'm done with this road. I'm building another one up the road. I'm building another one up the way, so you can use this road now. So I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with with fully exploiting what one has worked so hard to build and then turning around and then opening up the doors for other people. But, you know, people get jealous because of those types of things. People feel some type of way because of those types of things. And it's just very unfortunate because then at the same time, we all know deep down inside that if y'all, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try not to get vulgar here, <laughs> but if y'all had the same <laughs> knowledge, we know good and well that you would not be sharing it. Let's Period. just be honest here. So, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. I just really don't. So in the vein of what you were just saying, how how does one 
kind of create a balance between the two because like you said to touch on something else you said earlier you you're especially in the music as an independent you're kind of in the middle where you're paving your own paths and you're trying these new things and you're getting creative with your team and and the like but in the same breath you see a lot of artists that are around you that are either in a similar spot or in a spot where you previously had just been and they're struggling and you're like, I want to help you. So how do you balance that where it's not what people perceive as selfish, where you're still helping other people, but you're protecting your intellectual property or your newfound idea or your newly paved path where you're not cheating yourself, but you're not cheating the artist. You know what I'm saying? Well, first of all, I'm going to just keep it 1,000 with a lot of y'all. Here we go. <laughs> first of all, we are not we are not on the same level. Just honestly, we're not on the same level. I'm sorry. you. Some of these artists might know me personally, but, bro, I am here and you are here. <laughs> we I, And that's just being, just keeping it 100. So it's like, <laughs> look at all this information. Look at this gap of information. So it's like, bro, you don't you you need to be here in order for me to even share remotely what I know for you to for you to even remotely be able to surpass me. This is that's just what it is. I'm not saying these people can't, but I'm just saying like in the grand like this is what goes in my head. So in the grand scheme of things, I can share all this information in any spectrum. Because most of these Negroes are down here somewhere. Most of these artists in general are down here somewhere. I got all this wealth of information that I can share and still not be giving away anything that I'm doing currently. Because most of y'all aren't even on the level to even be able to secure what I'm doing currently. So for me, then it boils down to, okay, who is the artist? Are they humble enough where I could turn around and be like, hey, like, you know, I nudge people. That's what I do. I nudge people. I'm like, hey, uh, da 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 da. Hey, uh, woo woo. And then if it's, ah, 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 I'm like, okay, well, I definitely won't be sharing anything else with you. <laughs> so that's how I go about it. And a lot of times, you know, that helps me because then it's like, okay, well, now I don't feel bad. Initially, like, I did feel bad. And honestly, like, I do, I want to see other people win because, especially in R&B, especially with male artists in R&B, we need more of that. And it's like any industry. Mm-hmm. If you're the only one, the industry can't survive. So you need the friendly competition because you need to be able to feed off of it in order for the industry to be healthy, in order for it to survive. So it's, it, it, it's conducive to me for there to be more R&B male artists to compete with. But unfortunately, because of the jealousy, because of people feeling some type of way because of all the in-betweens. Y'all Negroes be competing with me in competition with me, and you really just in competition with yourself. Because half the time, I don't even know that I'm in competition with y'all because I, because I'm we running a, 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 a 20K race, and I'm already all, almost at the finish line. <laughs> but y'all in competition with me. How does that even work? And, I, and me, I didn't even see it. The person who tells me is you. Because other than that, I be in my head be in the clouds. (laughs) I don't even be looking at it because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. I don't even really be seeing it. But then you be turning, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see that? And I'm like. I be peeping. (laughs) I be peeping game. And I'm like, no, actually, I didn't see that. But now I do. (laughs) So. Um, I think, and you make a good point. But I feel like it's not about, like, them trying to surpass you. In a sense, some people are trying to do that. But I think that um, it's about trying to, like, get what you have, in a sense, for themselves. But the biggest thing is, like you said, being humble and unpacking what that means. And Lord knows that nothing I say right now was humble, but that's cool. Because nine (laughs) times out of ten, I am humble. But I'm going to start showing y'all that deep down inside, y'all is going to get this work. Okay, so what happened was Matt B... (laughs) Got on iTunes, on the iTunes chart at number three, and got on Billboard. And you literally can't tell him anything. Man, I'm like, Con- I'm like Kanye right now. 
you can't tell him anything. So this is a new map. This the new map B. This isn't the old map B from episode. What episode is this? This ten. Right. This is episode ten map B. Y'all had episode nine map B. We in the double digits now. (laughs) So I don't know, but just be prepared because it's it's this is gonna continue. But as I said, it's like people have to be humble enough to to realize that it and I like to use this analogy because it it like perfectly illustrates what I'm trying to say when someone is trying to give you something what do you do you hold out your hand right right, that's true right but if they're like here I'm gonna give you this you don't just right you don't keep your hands to yourself and you're not like closing your fist because nothing can come to a closed fist right it just falls right out or the person will just be like oh clearly you just don't want it and a lot of y'all be coming with closed fists that's true where you're saying you want help and you're saying you want advice and you're saying you want input but that fist is closed Mm. and you can't receive anything with a closed fist that's true but when you open your hand and you say yes i would like to receive help and this is the gesture that's being given not literally, but figuratively, then a person is going to say, okay, you actually are open-minded and you're recognizing that you're not doing everything correct and you want to improve. Right. Let me help you. That is what needs to happen because that harbors and breeds a healthier ground for people to be able to grow, have the room to grow, and for the person who has the expertise to be able to properly teach. But a lot of people who are independent and still trying to figure things out tend to think that they already have it figured out. They think that their music is already dope. They think that where they're at is already like all the way in the sky when really they're somewhere down here and that's no shade but like it just is the truth a lot of artists think that they're way further along than they actually are and in a way it's like the nature of the artist the artist is always going to see themselves like as glowing but you really just have to let your work speak and if you allow the fans to speak and your work to speak you can get a better idea of where you actually stand as opposed to just looking at numbers and looking at analytics because that helps. But like the fans are really are going to be the people who tell you what they want, how they want it, when they want it, etc. But when you realize that you need growth, that's when you reach out for help. But when you find someone who's willing to give you the help, that is your time to put your ego to the side mm. and say, okay, this person is telling me things that I don't necessarily like and it's hard to hear, especially if they're coming for the actual work. Like they're telling you your songwriting sucks or your song structure is terrible or your oh, image is not Oh, I got, your, oh I, got, I got plenty of that. Hey, shout, you know. hey, shout, shout out DS3. <laughs> Come on, Donnie. <laughs> A fri- we got to get Donnie on the podcast. Like We do. <laughs> we got to get Donnie on here because Donnie is like, one of the pillars of how we even got to this point. Right. Because Donnie, when I say that we came to Donnie, we were like, man, help us. He was like, okay, well, first of all, let me break out this list of things that y'all need to do. <laughs> and we were like, Donnie, yo. Donnie, uh, <laughs> Donnie crucified me like they did Jesus. And then when I rose again from the dead, he crucified me again. That's what he did. Hey, but he made me stronger, though. He did. He definitely did. Donnie is he the made shoot. me stronger. I say, I talk about Donnie all the time. Shout out Donnie because he is just, he literally is one of the reasons how and why we were able to get so far because he, when we were reaching out our hands and saying, please help me, and our hands were open, he was one of the only people who kept it a buck. Yeah, he did. 100% of the time. And like, some of that stuff was hard to hear, especially after like you had your two number ones in Japan. And so we're thinking like, we good like we just need to be able to get a little exposure and we we gonna be lit right and it wasn't until he opened my eyes and took the blinders off and he really showed me like here are the areas where you need to improve and these are the areas that are lacking and you can't even get to where you're trying to get until you fix this right and it wasn't until i heard that and like digested it when i realized like man he's right and that's why we are where we're here now, because we took that advice and ran with it. Right. And a lot of artists would be in a lot better position for themselves 
if they would do themselves the, the solid, the justice, the honor of listening when someone like a Donnie is talking and you don't have to like take what they're saying is law. You're allowed to have your own opinions and you don't have to listen at all. But you should. I, I believe. Oh, I believe we we had our quarrels. We definitely did. Donnie's listening to this right now and is like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We definitely had our quarrels, but it wasn't. But it wasn't just. But it wasn't just Donnie. I mean, Donnie was the start of it. But I mean, there were a lot of other producers after him mm-hmm. along the way who helped to guide me as an artist and a lot of songwriters. And you know, I love working with new songwriters mm-hmm. i just love that because every time i do i'm always learning something new from that songwriter because everyone writes differently so if i'm and that's and i think a lot of artists they don't want to swallow their pride they're like yeah. Man, i want to pin every single word i right and whatever, why whatever. And it's just like bro i'm like not the everybody collaboration is just always so dope to me and i always love like coming into a situation meeting a new songwriter yep. letting them guide the writing for the first record Cause I'm like, bro, if why are you here? If I want to guide the writing, why are you here? That doesn't make any sense. I want to see what you're gonna bring to the table, so I'm gonna be filling in the blanks and letting you do your thing because I want to see how you write. And right. then from there, I'm gonna come in and then I'm gonna be like, all right, cool. Now we got the baseline. Now we're gonna come in and we're gonna really, really co-collaborate on these records. And I feel like that really like helps to bring just the craft to the to the next level. And even with with producers and stuff, I love when producers co-produce with one another because it's all that's what it's about it's about having that co-production and 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 working together and all the rest of that stuff and you know that probably is like one of our biggest um one of the reasons why we're able to do what we do and move the way that we move is because we're willing to co-collaborate with people which honestly i mean we talking about moving in silence i mean that that's like a jewel right there for most people Mm -hmm. because most people don't do that right that's true so on the topic of moving in silence, we're going to get into our featured product of today. And it highlights someone in the industry that is the queen of moving in silence, the epitome of moving in silence. And that is Beyonce. Mm. Someone who my husband knows I have loved and admired (laughs) for my entire life. Like not just my adult life, like, since I was a shorty, I've loved Beyonce and have admired everything that she does. So it's only right that I would rep hey. Town Hive, made by the king of the beehive himself, Mr. Deron Jordan. Hey. Of course. Why would I not? So today's featured product is ATL Hive mm. by Deron Jordan. And... I'm super excited to feature his product today because Deron is just a jewel. He is a sweetheart. I love him so much. He's my best friend in my head. We've never met in person, <laughs> but I've talked to him so much online that like I feel like I know him and he's so sweet. And I'm just so happy that I'm sure he's watching. Hi, Deron. Hey, boo. I'm so I'm so happy that he sent me this hoodie. It says Chi-Town Hive, and it's got mm. the queen bee here and the Chi-Town skyline. You know, I'm the queen of the shy, so it's only right to have this hoodie repping the queen with the queen. So <laughs> it just all worked out. So the other dope thing is his mom owns a line called Sister Tings. Beautiful. And she gave Matt and I these exclusive handmade one-of-a-kind mm. bracelets, mm. his and hers bracelets. So I know so I got, ooh. You got this dope black ooh. jump off? Ooh, I Look, like Get this. into it. Oh, I like get that. Get into it. Now, I'm not even going to lie. This is definitely, this is quality. Look, This is ooh, so this, high quality. See, look, look, and it's stretchy. <laughs> so it's going to fit nice around my wrist. See, look. I literally, and I like, like. I like this a lot. But wait. Okay, Mama Jordan. You are coordinated because look at how this just you thought about this. Like you you put <laughs> you put some effort and some love and TLC into mm. my bracelet. Because now when I wrap my hoodie, I got the matching bracelet. Hey, hey, and look, it matches my outfit too. Hey, I'm, over see? Here, I'm over here fly. You see, look, and I wasn't even planning this out, honestly. Right. But you see, it just matches the drip. 
and it's comfortable and like the beads are smooth. And you know what so I move, like? So they move across the skin real nice too. You I guys, like this. you guys can't tell, but like they're heavy. Yeah, they are. And I know, like you can't tell, but like if you were to hold this, it's like a heavy quality. It's not like the little cheapy beauty supply beads that you get when you're just trying to make a bracelet for the first time <laughs> in grade school. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into this hoodie though. Let me let me feel it. So this hoodie. Off. So that's soft. It's super soft. It is. It's definitely like, soft. This hoodie is so soft. I put it on, and I was like, I felt like I was laying on like a plush, and, I, and it's warm too. And I love, I love the design because, like, you know, I'm from the shy, born and raised, and like I see my city, mm-hmm. and like I love my city. So I mean, I love like the the gold and the and the black mm-hmm. and, and the red. I mean, that's hard. And then low key, like the red reminds me of the Chicago Bulls. Hey, so. See Durant- so I'm, so I'm rocking Duran, with that. you just think of everything. So, I mean, that's hard. They don't call him king for nothing. That's he hard. be thinking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I love that. I love that. And what I love. I'm going to have to grab one, too. What I love. Okay, hold on. We just. <laughs> this is a Beyond the Music special because Matt B is about to cop a Chi-Town Hive hoodie. He, hey, we hey, are Duran, inducting man. him. Hey, you got you to get me some drip, We my are brother. inducting him into the Chi-Town Hive hey. at this point. Because now he'll have the drip. And the bracelet. I love it. To match. I love it. Now, I'm already rocking my bracelet, so I'm loving this. <laughs> I'm going to keep mine on. Mama done snap. Mama snap. Mama definitely y'all, snap. Y'all have to go support. and like. So where So where can we go? I wanted to read. She sent a handwritten note. Oh, you got to read that. So cute. You got to read that. So sweet. She says, hi, Angela. My name is Sherry Jordan. Mm. I'm Deron's mother. <laughs> um, What else did she say? Um, I am part owner in Sister Things. I want to bless you. I wanted to bless you and your husband with a custom bracelet. Aww. I hope you enjoy. And that Sherry. nice. That's, so, that's so nice. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Sherry. Sherry. And Duran, you guys are so nice. And she left us business cards. Okay, okay. So that way we can keep in touch. So let's see. So so let, let's get the people says, let's get the people the info. So if you guys want your own bracelet from Sister Things, you have to follow them on Instagram at Sister underscore things. That's T-I-N-G-Z. And I'm pretty sure they have a website, but I'm sure if you go to her Instagram page, you'll be able to see where to buy and purchase and all those things. But y'all got to follow. Don't just go on her page and like (laughs) some stuff and leave. Y'all got to follow. And if you rock it, if you rock it with my man's Deron, then you could go to www.helhive.com. That's www.helhive.com. I think that the merch is super dope. I love, I love it. it. It's so soft. I absolutely love, love, love this bracelet. And low-key, and this, I guess, you know, we in the topic of moving in silence, but, I mean, you know that my that my album dropped and all the rest of that stuff, so I will be doing some music videos hey. for my fans. That's going to be coming real soon. And With the sister things. And I'm definitely going to be rocking this bracelet inside of one of those music videos. That's for sure. It matches the drip. I ain't mad at it. I love black brands. I want to support black brands. Support and, uh, black businesses, That's the way y'all. to do it. Come on, guys. Support black businesses. And what I also love is how she also didn't know this, but black is Matt's favorite color. It is. So it just ended All up. All the more reason why this is getting rocked in the video. <laughs> so it just worked out so perfectly. I'm Y'all. Y'all are in yeah. tune with the spirit. That's what that was. That's hard. I, I don't really know how y'all do it. That's hard. But thank you again to Deron Jordan. Thank, oh, and we got to tell him. Did you already tell him where to find Deron oh, on yeah, Instagram? No, 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 not on the gram. So on Instagram, I believe he is I am Deron Jordan underscore. Mm. Don't kill me if that's wrong. <laughs> I love you. But he has two pages, but I think that's the main page. And... Definitely follow him. A lot of y'all are probably already following him. Like y'all, like I said, you probably already know him as the king of the beehive. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what any of y'all say. Duran is the king of the beehive. And Beyonce herself, let's get into this part. Beyonce herself said that he is her biggest rider. Hey. That is a flex. That's a forever flex. Hey. Who, who gets Beyonce to say... Thank you, Duran. Here goes a huge closet full of clothes, and you, my biggest rider. That's hard. And you inspire me, like. That's hard. That's hard. You are a blessed individual, <laughs> and I will be rocking 
my Duran hoodie, my Chi-Town Hive hoodie. Mm. And everybody needs to go get one. If you love Duran, if you love Queen Bee, if you're from the Shy. And I forgot to say, he doesn't just have Chi-Town. He's got all the different cities. Mm. He's got, I think he's got Miami. He's definitely got ATL. He's got Chicago on lock. He's got, he might have your hometown. So go on <laughs> ATL Hive, atlhive.com. Go and see what he got. He got hoodies, shirts, masks, pants. He's got everything. So he's got options. So if you don't want a hoodie and you like, it's hot, it's summertime, it's spring, I want something else, he's got you. Okay, okay. So, so go, for the summer go hook time. it up. Go let Deron hook you up. Mm. Thank you. Y'all are a definition of moving in silence. Man. And just growing your brand out and, and making it shake, making it flex, doing your thing. And we appreciate it. We appreciate black brands. So in that vein of moving in silence, how, I mean, like, how, how, what does that look like? How, how can people successfully move in silence instead of doing all this okie doke on the gram on just social media in general and saying that they moving in silence but then low-key just doing too much i mean think about even using duran as an example everyone knows him as like the king of the hive and doing all of what he does to support the hive by like doing um giveaways and letting people in on exclusive beyonce's know-how but behind the scenes he was working on Mm. ATL Hive and no one knew he was I assume he the only people he was letting know was his friends and family but other than that he wasn't broadcasting to his followers that I got all this stuff in the works and wait till you see this like he he also is one who likes to move in silence and the way you do that is by you get inspired and you get a plan you organize and orchestrate said plan not broadcast it to your followers, resist the urge, and then from there, execute. And and I'm not I'm not really I'm not saying that for people who like to broadcast they can't like you can throw hints like some people even like Duran he's the king of hints and Beyonce is the queen of hints. Sometimes she likes to do surprise shit, but she likes she likes to move in silence and like give little Easter eggs. And you could do that. Like if you're the type of person who feels like they have to say something about whatever it is they're working on, like drop an Easter egg or drop a little hint in whatever your social media post is, like post one of your song lyrics. No one's going to know it's a song lyric. They might just think you just talking your crap (laughs) on the line. Or if you're in the studio, nobody knows that you're recording for an album or an EP. You could just be in the studio. Like there are just so many other ways that you can get creative without letting people see all of your cards. And I think people just need to think outside of the box in terms of how to engage your audience. If that's something that you really want to do when you're creating and organizing your next project or your next entrepreneurial endeavor or your next EP or whatever it is. Yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of like having a circle and a circle and a circle. Yeah. So it's like you gotta have that. You gotta have like you gotta have like the head of the teams that really do like the real brainstorming, and then they disseminate it to like the other outside circle, which is like all of the other people that are in your team, mm-hmm. whether it be like the publicist or the videographer or or the other people that work for the label or 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 any of that any of that songwriters all the rest of that stuff so they they give it to them and then from there y'all figure it out mm-hmm. and then after y'all figure it out then you push it out even deeper you push it out to like either like the fan clubs or whatever the case may be and then from there eventually it makes it out into the public where now everybody knows and i yeah. feel like having those chains of command having that that uh kind of like that ripple effect is probably the best way starting from the source and then working your way outward. And then that way it's like, if you were to slip up and potentially end up saying something is like, it's going to stop at one of those gates. And then from there, like you don't really have to worry about it. But I think what happens too often is people don't have those safe holes. People don't have those safeguards. So they just get online and they just start saying all types of other fugues nonsense. And it ends up hurting them in the long run because people end up telling their game plan, man, I'm going to be the first person to 
fill in the blank. No, you not. Because now I'm going to be the first person to do that. <laughs> like, man, and like, there are some people who man. will outwork you and like, get to it faster. Man I, man, man, I just did like the dopest thing ever. And I just shot the dopest whatever, whatever. Matter of fact, I'm going to show y'all some of the video clips. Oh. It ain't coming out for like six months, but I'm going to show y'all. No, you weren't the first person to do it and you didn't do the dopest because now somebody's going to take that exact same idea. They're going to replicate it and they're going to drop it two months before you do. Right. So it's like people be shooting themselves in the foot. It's almost like people where it's like, it's like anybody that's from the hood knows like the biggest snitch that you could have is yourself. Because you gonna because if you snitch on yourself, that's why when you get locked up, you ain't supposed to say nothing. Because otherwise, right. you snitch on yourself. Right. The police don't know nothing. That's why they're interrogating you. Right. Because they don't know. So the right. best thing that you could do is stay silent. Right. But if you start opening up your mouth and telling the other and this 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 and that 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 and I'm this and that, then you incriminating yourself. <laughs> so it doesn't make no sense. You might as well just sit there and be quiet. So it's like the same thing when it comes to anything else. Be quiet, bro. You don't got to do all that. You don't got to say all that. Just be quiet. Just, just let, let move the way you're going to move. Don't let anybody know. Let the people know that are closest to you. And then let everybody else find out. Because that's the best way to do it anyway. Because then what ends up happening a lot of the times, especially in music, is you got people who will deliberately naysay, tell you that it's a bad idea, yep, was, because they know that it's a good mm-hmm, idea. Mm-hmm. Then when they put enough doubt into your head to either mm-hmm. slow you down or stop you, they're going to take that same idea and they're going to run with it. Yep. And I've, I want to touch on that, too, in the nature of that same vein is be careful who you share your songs with, too. Mm. Because a lot of people get into this file sharing stage when they're first cranking out their EP or their album and they're super excited and they're just like, man, I want your input. And it might be a friend or um, an industry peer or an A&R friend that you might know or even another artist. And they could be like, what do you think? And that person might say, wow, this song is amazing. Or they might be like you said, just like, I think it's trash, bro. Just going to be honest. And then your album doesn't come out for like another couple months and in some cases years. And if that person who listened to your song likes your sh- and has no integrity, oh, they're going to take your idea. I'm sorry, don't kill the messenger, but that's what happens all the time. People will literally hear your song and take your idea. Some cases take the whole melody they might take the whole song structure, take some of your lyrics. Typically happens in hooks. And they'll create their own version of it. Yeah. Especially if they have the budget and the production and all of the other um, tools in place in order to do so. They will steal your song. They definitely and will. that's why internally on our team, I try to run a super tight ship whenever Matt is doing any kind of project, album, anything because i just prefer for people i'm on i'm the moving in silence type i don't like telling people nothing (laughs) (laughs) i don't like when people know anything like he's got the songs he's got out now go consume that while i cook up the next stuff and then when that's done then y'all can hear that but until then y'all don't really need to know like matt likes to drop hints so we drop hints here and there because he gets excited but i am not the type i like to just like I keep things to myself and it's because people tend to like have no integrity and they want to take what you have. And the sooner that artists realize that not everybody is your friend and not everybody wants to see you win. Not everybody is happy for you. And there are people who are going to try to snake you. They'll smile in your face and then stab you in the back when you turn around. And when people start realizing that some of these people who are rolling through your circles and you think that they're cool, they think you think they're your friend, you think that whatever the case may be is really not that. That person is is snooping and taking ideas and taking notes and wishing you well and hoping you fail. Oh, yeah. And it's the sad truth, unfortunately. Yeah, happens it is. all the time. It is. I mean, there, there are a lot of snakes in the grass. That's why you just got to keep the door closed. Because, I mean, I, unfortunately... Or go mow your grass. <laughs> go cut them up. <laughs> no, nah, but, nah, but real talk, though. Real talk, though. Maybe it is time to mow the grass. 
Real talk. Hey. Real talk. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's, it's just like for me, for me, I, I definitely, like, I watch what people do versus what they say. And, you know, I don't let people know, like, oh, like, I see that you that you want some other stuff that you about to do me dirty. But, you know, you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell by how people are moving or how yeah. people react or whatever the in-between of that is. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes people just fall back. And that's cool, too. But you can you can typically tell when somebody is on some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start falling back. Or you don't fall back. You push a little harder while you doing your little back, backup plan. So it's like, yeah. don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing or don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing type of thing and i feel like that's probably one of our greatest strengths and uh, uh, aside from just moving in silence it's like it's like uh, uh, under the divide and conquer type of thing like you can't really you can't get everybody in the same room <laughs> mm-hmm. because then they all start talking to one another it's like you, there always has to be some strategy yeah. Behind what it is that you do. And it's not malicious. It's just once again, you gotta think it through. You yeah. gotta have the strategy. You gotta know how to move in these certain circles and how to conduct yourself and how to carry yourself and why you're doing certain things. And every now and then you might want to just take the gloves off and just say, You wanna know what? F it. It's yeah. not even worth it. Now, you know, I'm not a huge fan of burning bridges, but when I do burn bridges, man, that mo- hey, I'ma <laughs> burn a bridge. That's for sure. Ain't nothing gonna be left with ash. <laughs> And then the ash is going to get burned, too. So, but, you know, I typically, I try not to get down that way. Right. I try not to burn bridges. But if I'm going to burn a bridge, I'm going to burn a bridge. I, I have no intention of repairing the bridge that I burn. Um, but it, even with that being said, like, you know, moving in silence, making sure that that you don't let people know exactly what you're doing when you're doing it. Let people know afterwards. Or just don't let people know at all. Let people just assume based off of what they see because maybe you're not done with it yet maybe you want to go and recircle and just visit it again so it's like having those strategies having those plans making sure that um that you're not giving away too much too soon it's just always super important because that is what allows an artist a company or anything else to have any type of viability in these markets man i agree so there always needs to be a method to the madness. That's something that I often say, like a lot of people I feel just do and they do it without really thinking about it. They just release music and then they post it on their page and they're like, why, why ain't y'all listening? <laughs> I, I did what I was supposed to do. I'm, I'm the artist. The artist makes music. I made music and I told you I made music. You should go listen to it. But it just doesn't work that way. There has to be a method to the madness. You can't just go and crank out thousands of songs or hundreds of songs during your creation of your album process or your EP and then from there put all that time and all that energy and money and effort into doing that but then there's no strategy at all when you're taking your project out and putting it into the public like when you're doing that rollout that's like the most other than doing the project that's the most important part Right. Is the marketing. And a lot of people forget that, especially financially, what you put in to the project, financially, you need to invest the same in marketing or at least half. And a lot of people spend all of their budget on creating and they don't think about the marketing aspect. And you inadvertently shoot yourself in the foot, especially as an indie, because you don't you haven't accrued the fan base yet that's going to do that word of mouth type of marketing that you see happen so often with bigger artists like Beyonce. Beyonce doesn't necessarily have to promote. That's why she doesn't. She allows her fans to speak. She does surprise drops because she doesn't need anticipation. She is the anticipation. So when people see that Beyonce is doing anything, whether you like her or not, you finna watch it. Right. Period. And that's what's so powerful about her brand is she has built her brand to a point where she doesn't even have to go and do all of that extensive pre-marketing prior to something rolling out. She can just roll it out. And then from there, execute whatever marketing strategy that her and her team had put in place. But as an independent, you can't have a Beyonce strategy and you just starting out. This is album one. 
You haven't put out any music. You ain't got nothing on Spotify. You can't you can't move the same way. Right. This is her millionth project and she has consistently worked for years in the game. Right. So you can't you can't move the same way as an OG. Right. Like it it doesn't make any sense. So there has to be a method and a structure to what it is that you're doing. You have to think through each step. You have to think about, okay, this is what I want my album to sound like. This is how many records I want. And then from there, how am I going to get creative? Okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and that, that, that. And I think that's going to engage my audience. I've never seen anybody do that before. I'm not going to tell anybody because I'm moving in silence. Let's remember that part. And then from there, you do your rollout. Hopefully things go well. Let's assume they do. And then you accrue fans. You do your tour. You do your shows. They buy your music. They buy your merch. Wash, rinse, repeat. Right. But if you're not thinking about those steps, you're you're really not doing you or your project or your team any justice. You're just putting out music. And that doesn't, that doesn't work anymore. You can't just put out songs and say, well, it's out there. Somebody will hear it. There's so much music. It's so saturated. It'll never be heard. Definitely. That's true. That's facts. I mean, most most people don't even take the time to even plan out what they want to do. I mean, you get, you have to meticulously plan these things. Yes. To the smallest, most minute detail and then build it back up. Mm-hmm. From the songwriting to how long you want each song to be what order do you want the song to be in is your album going to tell a story or is it just going to be a comp a, a, a compilation of a whole bunch of records do you want to does does a court does the story coincide with the music videos or is do you want to do one-offs where the music videos are just completely different from the songs because that's artistically what you're going for it's like there are so many different things that you put into that you should put into your art, but a right. lot of people don't. Right. Instead, they they just want to have they just want to have the biggest bark. They just want to be the loudest person in the room. They want to be the loudest person online. They want to be this. They want to be that. And it's just so unfortunate because it's an injustice to what it is that they're trying to do, and they end up playing themselves. And they see other people doing this or doing that or doing this and doing that and then they try and emulate it and then as they're emulating it they say things like oh yeah i'm moving in silence this is this and that 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 and then they unfollowing people on social media and following you back and then right because in the in the grand scheme of things i'm the cheat code so (laughs) if you're the cheat code then things like that happen and things like that have happened to me and I don't even notice it but once again you be pointing things like that out to mm-hmm. me and I, I see everything <laughs> everything and, it, and it's like and, and I'm it's like, but I do though <laughs> and, and it's like <laughs> and it's like it, it's just so unfortunate because like I follow other artists all the time mm-hmm. and I look at their stuff and I engage and I do all the rest of that stuff because I want to learn I want to see what's going on I want to see what's new I comment I do things like that because, I mean, I want to see other people win. Other people winning isn't going to hurt me. The only thing that it's going to do is help me because it's going to help me. They pave in a way that I don't have to pave. All I got to do is follow it. All I got to do is try and see if I can learn something. And I'm not trying to emulate it. But at the same time, if I can learn something from it and put my own spin on it, then I think that's the best move. But it's when people are trying to duplicate yeah, what other people are trying to do and then yeah. and then turn around and then say I'm moving in silence, like that that's you're, just retarded. You're not to me. moving anything. <laughs> right, that's just retarded to me. You're not even paving a path. I'm, I'm gonna put it this way: the loudest person in the room is oftentimes the person who one needs the most help, and two, the person who's the most lost, mm. because that person thinks that just by being loud and boisterous with their words, it means that they're smart that they have their stuff together, that they know what they're doing. And that doesn't really mean anything other than you just being loud. Right. And a lot of people feel like the more that they talk, the louder they talk, the the more that they broadcast, the more serious people will take them and be like, wow, they're always grinding. Wow, they're always doing this. When really they're, they're just as lost as the next 
artist who's struggling. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, once again, as we touched on earlier, just need to put that ego to the side. Humble yourself. Deleting someone on the gram, blocking someone on the gram, following and unfollowing, liking and unliking, like these behaviors, you're not deleting the person. Blocking the person doesn't make them go away. They're still there. Because honestly, <laughs> all you blocked is yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you block someone on Instagram who you admire and you're like, man, they just winning too much or, man, I stole that idea and I'm going to block them, do it, and then unblock them and then like a whole bunch of their posts and then be like man gee you ain't even moving away i'm <laughs> and it's like bro like first of all the block was unnecessary and mm. second of all what are these childish games like what are we actually doing right you're not blocking deleting and all of that other stuff unfriending whatever we're calling it all of that doesn't get rid of the artist, no. nor does it help you in your journey at all. No. And if anything, if that artist is doing something that you admire, then that's all the more reason why you should not block or delete. You need to keep watching. Right. Be inspired. It's okay to be inspired by people who are doing better because everyone's time will come. I say it so much to independent artists because I know that the industry sucks and it's a struggle and... It's not the way to the top is not fun, nor is it to the swift. But everyone's time, if you work hard at it, will come. You will get your moment. You will get your plaques. You will get your awards. You'll get your charts. You'll get all of that stuff. But you have to be consistent. You have to be dedicated. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to do you have to put in your work, put in your 10,000 hours. Don't try to shortcut. Don't try to emulate. Don't try to duplicate. Don't try to copy. Just be your authentic, genuine self and everything else will fall into place. Don't hate on the other artist or person who just so happened to get what you wanted first. Who cares? Let them have it. Let them have their moment. Let them be great. Just like you were working hard. They were working just as hard. Maybe and, even harder. And honestly, I be seeing artists with 100 followers, 150 followers, 50 followers, 200 followers. And I be looking at their stuff like, oh, man, I mean, low key, this is hot. Right. You know? And I like I like that post. Right. If it's hot, it's hot. Period. I don't care how many followers you have. If it's hot, it's hot. I like your post. I'll comment on it. That, sh- that might inspire me. You never know. It's not about the likes. It's not about the followers. It's not about the comments. Stop buying bots and all the other stuff. It doesn't, that stuff doesn't matter. Ari said something on his blog, I believe. And if it wasn't that, it was on a tweet. And it said to think about each like or comment or engagement on your post as a person. Mm. And to not think of it as just a number. Mm. Because when you think about it as just a number, then there's no value. Mm-hmm. You don't see how important that person double tapping your post is because they're not just double tapping. That person who double tapped your photo or took the time to even comment, like a comment, if we're talking about value, is way more valuable than a like because the person not only took the time to view your post, like your post, but then they took the time to give you your input. Right. Whether it was negative or positive. Right. And you have to value that. That's a human behind that keyboard giving you their human opinion on what it is that you're doing and if it's positive you could take that and grow that person into a lifelong fan and if it's negative engage that person figure out why and then after you figure out why if there's some truth there and there's some constructive criticism to be had then accept that constructive criticism and keep it pushing right like don't delete comments and all that other stuff because it does it doesn't help you and People need to stop looking at how many followers and numbers and all of that stuff and really just look at the value that each person coming onto your page has. Who cares if you have 100 followers or 100,000? Do you have fans that are going to engage and buy your music? That's fact. Do you have people who love you because you're you and will support you no matter what you do because you're you? Right. And if you have that, Regardless of quantity, you already winning. All you have to do is maximize that. Mm-hmm. And once you maximize that, you lit. Right. That's half the battle right there is finding 
the people and your core fan base. And then that core fan base eventually helps you grow more that's because true. they start doing the work for you. Yeah. So that's going to be it for this episode of Beyond the Music. What do y'all think? Is moving in silence, is that real? Is it not real? Is what we're saying just cap? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know in the comments. Go to YouTube. Let us know in the comments. Go to all our social media platforms. We want the conversation to continue. And once again, our featured product today was ATL Hive and Sister Things. And if you want to support black businesses, which y'all should, you need to go to atlhive.com. And you need to follow Sister Things at Sista, S-I-S-T-A, underscore things, T-H-I-N-G-Z. And with that being said, it's your girl, Angela, and you can follow me at Angela V. Benson. And this is your boy, Matt B., and you can follow me at Matt B. World. That's M-A-T-T-B World. That's going to do it for this episode of Beyond the Music. The conversation continues. Peace.